if we don't do it, Sky will. The Football Podcast. Three friends picking the bones out of the weekend's football. Hello and welcome to episode two, season two of If We Don't Do It, Sky Will, the football podcast. Tonight, Nick Gilmer, our usual pundit of Manchester United persuasion, has run away because it's Monday Night Football at Old Trafford and he quite rightly expected another 5 or 6 nil shellacking at the hands of their greatest rivals, Liverpool. As we speak, however, United are winning that game 1-0. Coming up towards half-time, we record on Monday nights always. So uh, with me, as always, is uh, my loyal friend George Harker, uh, the Leeds fan. He's doing the watch-along for us. You must be buzzing this week, George. I am. Thank you very much for having me. Yep, been a great weekend. Yeah, it has. It's been uh, roddy marvellous. And just to explain to our listeners, you made the infelicitous, although sort of inevitable for anyone who knows you, decision to go to Chelsea last season, the first time Leeds played uh, Chelsea in how many years? Was that 16 years it must have been? Yes. And uh, for those who don't know yet, you live on the Isle of Man. You made the pilgrimage to Elland Road to see that massive game and saw a 3-0, was it? 3-0. Could have been 20. 3-0 defeat, (laughs) yeah. And this weekend... Uh, you were on a nice serene uh, camping holiday off grid with no phone signal. What timing, eh? <laughs> uh, would you like to tell the listener what happened then? Well, just over a hundred days later, it was a three-nil reverse. Three-nil um... reverse. <laughs> but, and um... even I would say Ellen Road looked absolutely marvellous. <laughs> Absolute bear pit. Yes, I am. I'm flipped to speed now, though, so I'm happy to talk through it. Must have been quite a shock when you looked that score up. Yeah, I thought it was a typo, or um, <laughs> someone was having me on. I mean. If you if you listen to Tom, Thomas Tuchel's comments before even watching the game, you'd um you'd wonder what happened because he thinks the better team lost yeah. and they didn't get what they deserved. I did love he started his post match by complaining about their their plane didn't arrive on, yes. on Saturday yeah. afternoon, so he's already got the we excuse didn't have out. a plane, yeah, <laughs> which has been roundly mocked. Excuses in didn't he after yeah, last been... week with the with the old battle at the bridge against us? Yeah, he's rattled had quite the start to the season. Somewhat surprised to see him in the dugout. I don't really understand. What's happened there? Having got a red card the week before, indeed. Which Jesse Marsh felt the need to comment on as well. But anyway, regardless, marvelous result. Probably a line in the sand under you know Bielsa and his legacy, and maybe the beginning of finally seeing what Marsh ball is all about. I won't call it penis ball again. A real statement result, victory, and performance. You know, from watching it back, we were brilliant. It did it did all the things we do under Bielsa. You know, the high press, getting in their faces. Relentless energy, but without the kamikaze aspect yeah. that we got used to under Bielsa, we weren't, you know, leaving massive gaps at the back like we used to. And we'll score more than you kind of attitude. Um, it was it was measured. There were some brilliant performances from um, new signings. Obviously, it's all about the Americans. So yeah, Tyler Adams was actually quite fittingly voted man of the match on the day that Calvin Phillips didn't play a single minute, and he's obviously replaced him. So again, yeah. Yeah, well, and sure. Aronson, the scorer. <laughs> yes, wow, he looks. Um, he reminds me of, of Lee Bowyer in a good way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what way is that then? <laughs> Just on the pitch. Okay. <laughs> nothing. Nothing in the city centre. Not in um, nightclubs. No. <laughs> younger listeners won't understand what we're talking about. <laughs> a long time ago. All the better for it. <laughs> no, he looks. He looks a, a fantastic uh, acquisition at, at twenty million. Something of a bargain these days, I suppose. Yeah. Uh, fantastic midfield performance. A totally new midfield, it has to be said. So Marsh was in charge when Chelsea dispatched us 
three uh, nil uh, the back end of last season. Largely the same team, but the midfield is is very very different. There's a totally different dynamic to it, and we're still doing all this without without Bamford, who are starting to wonder if we'll ever see him in a shirt again. Yeah, but we do have the Premier League top scorer playing for us. Rodrigo's on fire, yeah. Get him into your fantasy team now, isn't it? Or maybe it's Uh, too late, I don't know. I I won't be, and doing the whole whole jinx on him. But we we did sign this, you know, player who was starting at number nine for Spain at the time when we signed him, and the first two seasons have offered absolutely nothing to suggest that he should ever be anywhere near the Spain squad. I loved his celebration and how um, enthusiastic he seems. He seems to have a great connection with the fans. He he celebrates like he's never scored before. He's won a competition. So I was just going to say, players like that have got this mid-season World Cup on their minds, haven't they? And trying to get into these squads um, because it's going to come around so quickly. But yeah, he's he's not an out-and-out striker, but he is finding the back of the net regularly of four goals in three games. The only disappointment is we're not top of the league because we... Obviously, threw away two points last last weekend. We should should be on nine without sounding too greedy. Um, well, of course, we're we're also on seven, and and mm-hmm. uh, it's sad to say the uh, the only the only ones above us now are are the Gooners. But uh, that's we're only last. because of their exceptionally easy opening fixtures, isn't it? <laughs> the final thing I'd say on Leeds is it's it's not been three easy games by any no. stretch, and um, it took us till match day nine last season to get seven yeah. points. So this is all I really, remember. A really, <laughs> a really fantastic start, and arguably our hardest fixture to come with Brighton away, which suddenly seems a very difficult. Indeed. Uh, now, what was very nice to see, as from an outsider's point of view, was how that first goal really was scored, mm. made by the fans, wasn't it? I mean, absolutely. It was Mendy and also Koulibaly with his sending off, they were clearly so rattled by the fans. Yeah. Um, just perfect for the uh, neutral or not so neutral television <laughs> viewer. <laughs> yes, it um it all started a couple of minutes before, didn't it? There was a misplaced pass from Mount, I believe, and it went out for a for a throw in, and the, the the crowd exactly they were on <laughs> his back, as, yeah, yeah, made as much noise as some stadiums do when when their teams score, and yeah, it got to them. I mean, you talk about seasoned professionals here that played in Champions League finals, things like that, but they just. Yeah didn't seem to cope with the like I said before the bear pit that can be Ellen Road when it in a good way it can be obviously it can go the complete opposite for for these but yeah great to see that was I guess you'd probably say that was Melier-esque he's <laughs> he has he's done that before but well Melier had an I, excellent save featured on match of the day didn't he I never thought I'd hear you say those words yes he <laughs> he had a very good game to be fair to him he thoroughly deserved his his clean sheet Still always surprised when they say that he's six foot six because of how much we uh, <laughs> how much we mock him and how much disinformation we spread. I'm convinced he's about five six. <laughs> no, no, he's a he's a he's a giant with the uh, he's called Spider Man. I think that his players call him. Yeah. Also, especially gratifying to see uh, Koulibaly's sending off and and he, he was also at fault for um, for that third goal as well. Definitely wasn't he? And just both of the uh, challenges, both of the yellow cards, he, he seemed rattled. And that was all after some newspaper articles after the draw against us last week when people said he was imperious and that people would soon forget about Rudiger. <laughs> I'm I'm not convinced he can defend. Um, yeah. He can volley. We'll give him that. He can obviously Yeah, we saw that. Volley. Yeah. <laughs> but he, he can't defend. He was getting turned inside out of the whole game. I'm surprised he lasted as long as he did, to be honest. I, I did read it. I think it's his sixth booking. Uh, sorry, sixth sending off in... in yeah. Yeah, he has a terrible disciplinary record. He is very slow and can't turn much quicker than a than an oil tanker. I don't I don't understand the clamour for him because a lot of clubs, big clubs, have been linked with him for years. Um, but yeah, that was the perfect icing on the cake. Was his uh, was his sending off? Yeah, but it's always good to see that for a player in the twenty six in blue, isn't it? Oh yes, absolutely. (laughs) Seen a few of those in our years. 
Okay, so uh, overall, seven points from these three games away at Brighton next, then Everton at home. You've also got the game in the Cup that I mentioned last week at Barnsley at home. So things are going very well. Are you expecting any more signings in these last few days or are you are you bothered if there aren't any? Or Still in desperate need of a striker with or without a fit Bamford. He is our only out-and-out number nine. I guess... Right. Even though already... Rodrigo plays in number nine. <laughs> this is the problem. The, the, the club have already shelled out over 100 million on six players and they would probably argue, Marsh has said himself in the week, there's still a striker short of a a full squad but the, the board would probably argue look you've got the Premier League top scorer currently and he's scoring goals do you really need another striker but we we are very light in that area um, we also don't have a left back Pascal Stroik who is currently playing there he's, he's a centre back so uh, a left back and a striker would be marvellous um, but it's it's already a squad much deeper than under Bielsa so a lot of fans are already quite quite satisfied but we'll we'll see. A few more weeks to go. Is there two more weeks, I believe, of the window? Isn't it uh, August thirty first? Oh, so only so few that more would days. only be ah, ten days. Oh, yeah, maybe maybe nothing will happen. I'm a bit concerned that Newcastle keep bidding for Jack Harrison, which would be mm. a massive loss. Um, he seems back to his best. Yet again, World Cup in mind. You know, he's not ever been in the England squad, but he is on fire um, at the moment in terms of assists and his his goal involvements. Why would a club keep bidding for a player? There must be some. There must have been some noise on his side that he'd be up for the move, but uh, hopefully it's all smoke and mirrors and, and Newcastle don't get him because that would be a huge loss with not many days left to, to replace him. Well, we'll one see. positive note, thank you for the segue, a positive note is that Newcastle looked like they wouldn't need him. True. Uh, yesterday at home to Manchester City, I tuned into this game not expecting very much and City scored after five minutes and I thought it would be uh, just one to have on in the background, really. But um, Newcastle then roared back with genuinely, really, really entertaining performance. And we've made no secret of the fact since their takeover on this pod that we don't, <laughs> that we're not exactly uh, favouring their ownership model. And um, we don't really want them to do well. But I have to say, just from a purely footballing perspective of of, of watching that for some entertainment on a Sunday afternoon, they were genuinely entertaining. Mm. And this comes after I'd been to Tottenham Wolves the day before. And I'll <laughs> get onto that, but especially the first half was really, really dull. I don't think that was just our fault. I think Wolves are also a very boring team. Yes. Um, but Newcastle were genuinely really entertaining. They took it to Manchester City. I think it's the only thing you can do against them, really. You can't sit back and let them have it because they will pick the locks. But they really got in between them in the lines, in behind the midfield. And caused them loads of problems, scored three goals. Obviously, City came back to draw. But uh, in Alan Sam Maximan, they also have a pure box office player who I just love watching. Love he reminds him, me. Yeah. yeah, he reminds me of David Ginola in a way, mm. like just that you watch him for that entertainment value. It's great to hear that atmosphere as well. That when St. James's Park is like that, it's yeah. it's just superb. Proper old school Still, stadium and atmosphere, yeah. Still not quite as good as Ellen Road, I thought, but <laughs> it was good, yeah. <laughs> But yeah, and I think um, City were just overawed by them in the in the in the sort of latter part of the first half. But as I'll get on to when I talk about um, Tottenham in the next part, um, it frustrates me a little bit that they can be so entertaining when their players aren't as good as ours. But uh, anyway, <laughs> um, it was a great game. What else struck you this weekend before we move on to Tottenham? West Ham. And not it's not been talked about a lot, but no. they are a bit of a loose end, aren't they? They look very 
tired and jaded with only three games, well, four games for them. I know they've started their European yeah. campaign, but they've not scored a goal. Um, it's, uh, yeah, it's not looking, not looking great at West Ham. And also, not been spoken about a lot, but Aston Villa are in a, a real rut, uh, which stretches back to beginning of April last season. I think they've only won two out of the last 15 games. Um, yeah, and despite... those two meet next weekend. Yeah, two, two of the worst teams in the league. It's it's an upside, a bit of an upside down league at the moment, isn't it? With with all the, the big teams in the well, I hope not. Half. Sorry, I'll speak for myself. <laughs> in um, insofar as Arsenal are top, I do hope so. Yes, but uh, yeah, they 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 are playing well. Arsenal, sorry to say, yeah. um, they're playing some lovely football. Jesus just seems like the most sensible transfer of the summer. Um, yeah, and that one really pleases me. Uh, I remember from my time in Brazil, he was coming through and he was an amazing player. And I mm. was, I felt quite sorry for him that he went to City and was a bit out of his depth and had to be deputy to Aguero and never really bounced back from that. Um, but yeah, I am pleased to see him deliver on that potential because he was a phenomenal player when he was at Palmeiras. Uh, hopefully he'll do well for Brazil as well at the World Cup. Yeah, just yeah, very shrewd piece of business that. And they, they, they look, I mean, Arsenal will do what Arsenal do. I'm sure you'll predict it in a few games time. Um, but they are looking well. They've got two home ramping. games next, so I'm, I'll give them a bit more time in the sun. But <laughs> I'm sure they've got some hard ones coming up after that. But uh, yeah, they've got uh, Fulham and Villa at home next, so I'm sure they'll continue getting some points there. Well, Fulham putting up a good, a good fight, trying not to change leagues for the, I believe it be the sixth year in a row. Yeah, <laughs> they change leagues. They are. Gil- Gilmer said on the last pod that he likes uh, Mitrovic and I tend to agree and uh, he's also in my fantasy team but it was good to see him get the winner. Yeah, got some good um, early points on the board Fulham have. But you kind of tend to think they'll need them. Yes. Any comment on uh, Frank Lampard? Still winless? Yeah, snatching a draw, that was a shame, wasn't it? Brentford um, and Leeds next. Yes, very much looking forward to that. Although I do, I do have a lot of I, I have nothing we talked about this last season I have absolutely nothing against Everton at no all. agreed yeah. it's just the man it's just focused on Frank yeah, yeah the sooner they get rid of him um, um, the better expecting a frantic few days for them in the transfer market because they're desperately short do you know what though? I can see them going out the cut this week to Scott Brown's Fleetwood Town oh god <laughs> <laughs> their last two managers Joey Barton and Scott Brown <laughs> they need to rethink their recruitment <laughs> policy <laughs> yeah Prices Club, Fleetwood. Oh dear. Okay, welcome back to part two. Uh, I started my Saturday by going up to the stadium uh, that we still call White Hart Lane uh, to see Spurs against Wolves. Very excited, chance to go top of the league, which we did. But the first half was woeful, George. And I know you say I complain too much. And I did this when we went when I went to the Leeds game last season and we still ran out 2-0 winners. And you said I shouldn't have worried. But, you know, don't you pay your money for the whole 90 minutes, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Is it good enough to wait for him to... And I know I'm banging on the same drum yet again. Is it good enough to wait for him to abandon his system again? Bring Richarlison on, say, oh, no, that hasn't worked. Then it works. Then we get the goal. Then everyone's happy and everyone goes home with three points. But, you know, I mm. am really, really frustrated. And I'll tell you what, I also am frustrated with the fans who sing fervently Antonio. They sing his name at the beginning. And they're the same fans that then complain and say, wake up and this, you know, and blame the players for being sluggish. But I think, I think, firstly, this week it was the lunchtime kickoff, Saturday, 12.30. It tends to be like that a bit. 
but also it's the system it's not an attacking system and it was it was completely identical to Wolves' system so they would obviously cancel each other out and again until he changed it until he brought Richarlison on um there was no there was no real zip in the play there was it was a bit better off at half time but really um each first half was just a non-event didn't work um so yeah i don't sing along with that song doesn't mean i don't like him uh i'm just frustrated by his stubbornness i suppose uh his obstinacy in play in needing to play this system uh, yeah i know it's in it all is... situations all oppositions i think it should be adaptable mm. shouldn't it yeah absolutely and it's it's very frustrating if it's happening week in week out despite the results it is an entertainment you go there you pay your money to be entertained yeah. you don't just pay your money to win a game one nil um the game the only, is about glory george indeed indeed the only um defense i would have for him is he's probably dragged down by bruno large's wolves tactics yeah. which i've heard their fans complain about a lot since he yeah. took over it's it's thoroughly boring it is anti-football um boringness <laughs> I don't know but, but you see it. but you see this is this is why I was keen to have your opinion on it this week mm. uh, I was thinking of this during the game actually you 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 told us that about wolves after yeah. you played them yeah and and I saw that I sit behind the goal I have got basically got tactical cam vision mm-hmm. and I it, it was the same system they play the same system with the same ideas just without the world class players at the front and the one player that they had in the first half um, that we didn't have was João Moutinho, that kind of person who sits behind the strikers and kind of, you know, that kind of lockpick figure that Ericsson yep. used to be for us. Yes. And um, we we nearly signed him five or six years ago. And now we wouldn't and shouldn't sign him because he's too slow and he, he wouldn't work with, he wouldn't combine with fast players like Son and Kulusevski. So I'm not saying that we need a player like that. I'm just saying... It highlighted what we don't have the the way that he sort of made the play, but it but it was also very noticeable that he's the only bit of quality they had. Um, yeah, and they basically play our system without the fantastic players like Son, mm. Kane, Kulusevski. So it's even more boring. Yeah, then this um, is this is why I said last week I actually think they could be in trouble this season um, yeah. because he, I mean, he's even more stubborn than Conte because he's been doing it for since the start of last season, hasn't he? So, yeah. And they, like you said, they just don't have the players to do it. And what I noticed and heard from people that went to the game against us on the opening day was they just resort to time wasting. I don't know if this came across to you when you were nil nil, they, they, they are horrific time wasters. Mm. And, and it's like, like I said, anti-football, they don't even want to play. Maybe they, they're so bored themselves with their, their yeah. tactics. Um, They have signed that. I don't know if he, did he play the new, Portuguese midfielder. Um, we forgive him for being confused with other Portuguese midfielders. Yeah, there's so many, on. aren't there? Yeah, um, but they are. They are. They're trying to make big statement signings, obviously through Jorge Mendes, as they always do. But yeah, I, I think I think they could be in trouble. Uh, maybe he won't last too much longer um, because the, the the squad they have, they could definitely play more exciting football. And I know he didn't do brilliantly yourselves, but Nuno, Espirito Santo, did get them playing. Some nice football when he brought them to the Premier League. Yeah, they stayed in the Premier League at a canter. Um, you know they do have, you know, flair players, um, but their yeah, tactics are awful, and I'll I'll keep banging the drum probably all season. 
<laughs> yeah, and they're 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 involved in a lot of nil nils, and it did look like mm. um, this one might might have been heading to one. Um, but like I said, we did play better second half, and then um, we actually scored before we um, made those substitutions. So I shouldn't be I shouldn't be too uh, too harsh in that sense because we scored ten a good ten minutes before Richarlison came on this time. But Richarlison was so exciting at the end that that's what I went away with. Mm. I was going to uh, ask thinking, you what your early impressions of him. Yeah, and then also just Son uh, is obviously much loved for everything he's done, but mm. that there's also a a feeling there that he's undroppable and he hasn't been the Son that we know. He's not been on song. There's a few fans around me who say, well, how bad does he have to play to get replaced? Mm. And I think it's time now to give Richarlison a start in the next mm. game because he's come on now a couple of times and looked really, really fresh, really fast. And uh, he did a wonderful nutmeg on someone on the on the flank, and yeah, I mean he's just he he's offering on that flank what Kulusevski offers on the other flank. So it's just really yeah. exciting when they're both in that um, vein of form. And then the goal came. Um, it was a sort of scrambled goal from a corner. It was a very simple goal for Kane, but um, it it came in a in a great moment because the ref. Um, just looking up who that was, uh, Simon Hooper. Um, he had just not given us uh, a corner that was absolutely blatant that everybody around the stadium could see, not not even just at our end where it was. Um, and, and you know, you're not fit to referee, ringing round and all this. And then two minutes later, uh, with the next corner that he did then give, we scored from that one. So that was great. Um, but other than that, quite, quite uh, not that much to write home about, except... Uh, also a very good debut at left wing back from Perisic. Um, he looks really good. And what I noticed with my view from behind the goal was that when we've got the ball, um, it can quite, not always, not with every attack, but certainly in the second half when they felt more confident, it can change into a 4-2-4 with mm -hmm. the ball, which looks really exciting because basically Perisic is another forward. So then you've got, Kulusevski, Kane, Son, Perisic in a four at the front. Um, Hoiberg and Bentancur then get joined by Emerson in the middle, kind of. So it's sort of a 3-3-4 mm -hmm. or 4-2-4 with the ball against lesser teams with yeah. a bit of confidence. Yeah. Um, so that's quite good. But I, I want to see, uh, I would like to see a manager with the kind of, I guess, the balls to do that against a smaller team from the start to just say, I'm going to set up like this. I'm going to mm. set up with that kind of attacking intent rather than every single game, no matter who the opposition is, always the same, always uh, the 5-3-2 five, the five, or 3-5-2, mm. whichever way you want to see it with the wingbacks and then just seeing what happens before you develop the tactic. I want him to go in let's say like Fulham at home is coming up quite yeah. soon. You know, you just go into that game more gung-ho and that's why I enjoyed um, Newcastle against City so much because they really, I mean, they, they also did nothing for the first 15, 20 minutes to be fair, right? But they responded so well to that early goal mm. and um, played it out all the time to the left to Sam Maximan, um, Callum Wilson running, Almiron running mm. tirelessly tirelessly i mean mm. he can't finish bless him but he's a tireless mm. runner 
I wanted uh, to. And then Joe Linton is such an interesting player as well. As you remember, he was a useless striker. Yes. And then they've just turned him into this like really reliable central midfielder now who can distribute mm. and very strong and wins the ball. So he's a fascinating case as well. Uh, anyway, yeah. go on. Uh, no, sorry. You just reminded me I wanted to uh, highlight the irony, which wouldn't have been picked up on as a respectable programme like Match of the Day, but the irony of Almiron scoring um, their first goal, having been mocked by yeah. Jack Grealish in their title celebrations. I, I, saw that st- I saw that story in the Daily Star. I don't think I would have seen <laughs> it otherwise. But <laughs> in the uh, Daily Star in a cafe that morning, yeah. <laughs> Uh, that was quite funny. Do you want to recap that for our listeners? I, I, um, I, I believe he was talking about Riyad Mahrez, was he? I think. Uh, yeah, he Grealish... mocked Mahrez, uh, who, okay. who had to come off in that yes. final game when they won the title, yeah. He said he, he was playing like Almiron, yeah. which is a dig. As the, as the ultimate insult. <laughs> a very a very strange insult. You know, no one, not someone that Grealish got previous with, but he was clearly <laughs> inebriated and... Um, Felt the need to have a dig at not yeah. even a player from a rival. If he'd had a dig at a Man United player or something like that, he could understand it. Very strange. But yes, yeah, very satisfying, I'm sure, for him to, to score the opening goal. Right, so uh, latest from Old Trafford as we speak. Still still 1-0, Liverpool knocking on the door. But there is quite a noise at Old Trafford, for yeah. once, in, in a, unfortunately, in a good way. But I did say they paraded their latest... Yes, signing in Casemiro. Um, I was going to ask you about this. We can say what we want this week, really, because Nick's not here. So, um... well, unfortunately, it's two 0 So it's all. Oh, really? Have they just scored? Yeah, Marcus Rashford has uh, buried one in the bottom corner, one on one with Allison. So the place is bouncing. The place is bouncing. But Liverpool are they any good anymore? I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> that puts uh, United above Liverpool. Really, you couldn't write it, could you? With all uh, these... No, it's... Casemiro. Wow, that's. Um... Not signing. I don't think anyone saw coming. And no. as we've discussed off off pod, the breakup of one hell of a midfield at Real Madrid yes. and, uh, at the end of a, an era, five Champions Leagues between them. Uh, but yeah, I don't think any of us would doubt that that is a good signing in a footballing sense. There's plenty of talk about the fiscal sense of giving this 30-year-old mm-hmm. a five-year contract. Mm-hmm. And, but yeah, in a footballing sense, he's exactly what they need. He's there, Rodri, there, Fernandinho, <laughs> I suppose. Yeah. And he's and he's gonna slot in, isn't he? Because he's he's got far too much experience to succumb to their uh, to be another McTominay, I guess, is what or, I'm or saying. Red. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, potentially a very good signing, unfortunately. I don't know, but he I've seen he said he's he's come there to, to win titles. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe he's got the wrong Manchester club. Yeah, I'm not sure. It's it's not about the money, yeah. <laughs> That standard line, yeah. Yeah, so uh, I guess we've covered almost everything this week and we've uh, looked ahead to the League Cup uh, <laughs> as much as we're, we're going to, I suppose. Next weekend, uh, Manchester United, perhaps with Casemiro in the side, go to Southampton so he can do battle with uh, Oriol Romeo as his baptism of fire, I suppose. Um, <laughs> hoping for another Ward-Prowse uh, free kick there, let's say. Uh, Everton go to Brentford. You go to Brighton. Chelsea Leicester is a bit of a, a meeting of under fire bosses, Tuchel Rogers. Liverpool have Bournemouth at home and they'll be under pressure, it seems, since uh, George, mm-hmm. you can confirm Manchester United have taken a two goal lead. They have, they have. Liverpool heading towards the drop zone. Yep. City at home to Palace. Palace have 
got a couple of big wins up there in the last few years, haven't they? That'd be nice to see again. And started the season very well, Palace, um, carrying on the good form yes. from last season. Zaha with his customary uh, good early season form. Have you put Arsenal, him in yet? I thought um, maybe it was <laughs> a bridge too far this season for him, but um, <laughs> I will relent now and put him back in. I think, and uh, Sochek will have to go. <laughs> will have to get out uh, because, as you said, there's something in the water at West Ham. Arsenal Fulham, well, all I can say to that is Metro, Aston Villa West Ham, two four men and a comb. <laughs> Wolves Newcastle, that's the boring versus the exciting, I suppose, oh. based on the evidence of this weekend. And we are uh, prime time Sunday afternoon away at Forest, uh, where mm. really, with all their signings, I don't know what to expect. They're an entirely new team, as you told us last week. But um, Yeah, they'll probably have 10 more players in by the time you play them. It is, it is can... nice seeing them on the Premier League fixture list. It feels right. Yeah, and I, and I do like their sponsorless shirts. Yes, curious. Long may that last. <laughs> Shame it's made by Macron, but, you know. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so uh, we'll wrap it up there. Thanks for mm-hmm. joining me as ever, George. And uh, yeah, next on. week we expect, um, after the bank holiday, we expect uh, Nick to be back with us. And uh, he can crow all about this result. It's not a result yet, but it seems to be looking, heading that way. Looking good. And yeah. who knows um, what will have happened at Southampton. <laughs> <laughs> Back down to earth, hopefully. <laughs> okay, so thank you very much, George. And we'll resume you. next week. Thank Cheers. you for having me.